0: Hello ladies and gentlemen, this is James Bell coming to you again tonight with yet another episode of Diving into the Heart of God. I do thank you that you have taken the time out of your schedule no matter what time of the day that it may be. But I pray that As we sit here tonight, well it is tonight for me and for you it may be the day, it may be the afternoon or the evening, but regardless of the time of the day that it is where you may be or what you may be doing at this current moment, you did not tune in here tonight to hear my voice. You did not come to receive a word from James. But yet you have come to hear the very voice of God, to hear the very heart of God and all that He desires to speak to you here today. As I have feasted upon this word for several weeks now, my work schedule has has been very long days which leaves me not much time to get up here record and to edit and to uh, just uh, post it but now that we have all of that laid out across the table I, I really believe that well let me just take that back I really know that God has a word for each and every one of us here tonight it's a it's a word that we can all be familiar with because as we relate it to the physicalness of how it's been portrayed throughout our lives we would like to lay this very word out here tonight in a spiritual perspective So before we dive into the word we will we will definitely seek after God here for just a few moments Because we never want to do anything in which that God is not in And I never want to say anything that God has not spoken to me So ladies and gentlemen as always let us pray You can either decide to agree with me or you can just pray on your own. But at either way, let us pray. Lord, our dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we just, we thank you, Lord. Lord, as we are, Lord, as we are humbled before your presence, as we are humbled before your holiness Lord as we stand in all of who you are Lord as we spoke in our last episode about a three point perspective and how that we view you as the I am but the reality is that what your word has revealed to us as the I am Now, Lord, as that word has just been ringing in my spirit from day to day. Lord, I desire to see you in a new perspective. The perspective in which that your written word has been revealed to me. That I would see you in that facet of the ways that I've never seen you before, Lord and Lord as my very prayer has been this for the past few days and Lord I find it very appropriate to do so here tonight because Lord there's so much that you have in store for us there's so many places that you desire to take us but Lord if we're not listening to you, if we're not hearing you, if we're not going in the specific direction then Lord we can only we can only get to the general location but Lord I believe that the time is short and there's so much that you have in store for us Father but Lord I pray that our prayers will become very specific with you lord that your instructions lord that your directions would become very specific for us lord as we seek you earnestly on this behalf lord that so that we can do everything that you desire for us to do from this day forward We thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Lord, my Father, which is in heaven, holy is your name. Give us this day, Lord, as our daily bread. Lord, forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those that have trespassed against us Lord let us not be led into temptation But Lord delivers from everything that is evil Hallelujah Lord as you minister here to us tonight Holy Spirit you're welcome You are welcome here to Have free reign as the scripture says that where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. But in a translation that I've read that where the Spirit is Lord, there is freedom. And Lord you are so welcome here tonight to move upon your mouthpiece, to move to move upon your servant to speak the very words that you desire for us to hear, Lord. Lord, open our eyes and our ears, Lord, to, to see you. Lord, to hear you. Lord, and place within us, Lord, the heart to receive it. Bless, Lord, those that are here tonight. Lord, that you would speak to each and every one of us the way that you desire we praise you lord we glorify you we honor you we give your name to praise in jesus name amen thank you father thank you jesus hallelujah thank you lord hallelujah Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Ladies and gentlemen, as we'll just go ahead and dive right on into God's Word here tonight. Sometimes I just, I wish that this uh, recording machine here just did not have a timer on it. So that I just really did not know. but I do desire to speak the very word that God has placed on my heart here tonight. As I have uh, some scripture that I will read from, but more or less we are going to, we're going to give you the story of the prophet Elijah. And the prophet Elijah was a, he was a great man. He was he was a great prophet. And God used him in a very miraculous way. And tonight scripture can be found in 1st King chapter 19 beginning with I stand corrected 1st King chapter 18 and here we have the the prophet Elijah that had was actually in his third year of the drought and God had spoke to him and God had God told him to return and to present himself to the king and to tell the king that that the rain is coming and as Elijah had gone forward and was being obedient to the very words that God had spoken to him. And as as the prophet Elijah was en route, he was seen from a distance by Obadiah, which was one of the servants of the king, but he was a servant that feared God. Obadiah was a great man. He would he also hid the hundred prophets in the caves and kept them fed because Jezebel herself was was very well known for killing God's voice and while Obadiah was out looking for some some grass to be able to feed the mules and the horses because it had not rained for three years, and there was not much growing. It was hard to feed the horses, and as Obadiah had approached the prophet Elijah, Elijah told Obadiah to go tell King Ahab that he was back in town and and that they needed to meet up. And as the prophet Elijah and King Ahab had met up, the very voice of God, the very boldness of God had stood up and had proclaimed in Elijah to to call forth the 400 prophets of Baal to make a sacrifice. And if their God answered by fire then their God would be the God but if Elijah's God would answer by fire then he is God and without giving the whole spill of chapter 18 because man we could just sit here and tell the whole thing and we could be here all night But as the 400 prophets of Baal had screamed and cried and cut themselves all day long to to cry out to their God to consume this, this sacrifice there was no answer and as Elijah had mocked them and It wasn't long before he pushed him to the side and He stepped up his game just a little bit because he took his sacrifice and He saturated it with water And as Elijah himself had called upon God God answered not only did God answer but he consumed He consumed the sacrifice, he consumed the wood, he consumed the stones, and he consumed the dust. And upon God's answering to the prophet, the 400 prophets of Baal were put to death. And it wasn't much longer after that that the rain was coming and King Ahab had got on his chariot and he was in a hurry to outrun the rain and and as King Ahab had got home and he spoke to his wife which was Jezebel And in 1 Kings chapter 19, when when Ahab got home, he told Jezebel everything Elijah had done, including the way that he had killed all the prophets of Baal. So Jezebel sent this message to Elijah. May the gods kill me and even kill me, if by this time tomorrow I have not killed you, just as you have killed them. And the very next verse, it says in verse number three, it said, Elijah was afraid and fled for his life. And as Elijah had ran, as he had fled for his life, he had become very depressed. And he had had fell asleep under a juniper tree. And an angel of the Lord had woke him up because he had brought him some food and Elijah had woke up and and he ate of it and then my Bible says that he went back to sleep now if the angel of the Lord was to visit me I don't think I could fall back asleep But Elijah, he fell back asleep, and then the angel of the Lord appeared unto him again and told him to eat, for his journey would be very long. And as Elijah had got up and he had consumed the food, the Lord had sent him on a 40-day journey to Mount Sinai. And as Elijah had gotten to Mount Sinai and Mount Sinai, there's such a significance to this to this mountain Because this is the very same mountain in which that Moses himself had received the Ten Commandments. This was the very mountain in which that God had passed before Moses You See it was it was very familiar that this was a place where God spoke to his mouthpiece. This was the place where God spoke to men. And God had brought him there for a reason. And in 1st King chapter 19 verse 11, the very words of God spoke to Elijah and he said, go out and stand before me on the mountain And as Elijah stood there, the Lord passed by, and a mighty wind hit the mountain. It was such a terrible blast that the rocks were torn loose, but the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, there was a fire. And after the fire, there was a sound of a gentle whisper. When Elijah had heard it, he wrapped his face in his cloak and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave and the very voice of God had spoke to Elijah and this just happened to be the second time that God was asking him this very same question because God asked him this very same question before God had manifested his glory before him. And the very question that God himself had asked Elijah was, what are you doing here Elijah? And Elijah replied, I have zealously served the Lord God Almighty. But the people of Israel have broken their covenant with you, torn down your altars, and killed every one of your prophets. I am the only one left, and now they're trying to kill me. And as in the very second time that Elijah had really given this excuse to God, because he just stood before God, and God manifested himself in the wind. God manifested himself in in the earthquake God manifested himself in the fire but my Bible says that he could not be found there ladies and gentlemen so many times we get hung up in the manifestations of God and we camp out in those places for way too long You see, because God does not always want to do the same things in our life. And the very thing that had moved Elijah was the gentle whisper, the voice of God. And so now I want to stop here for just a second and and give you the very title of our message here tonight. Our message here tonight is entitled as in She Said, He Said. And so many times in life we, especially uh, uh, those of us that are a little older, we're not calling any ages out here. But so many times we have accusations of a of a she said and he said. And the question of the reality is that, which one is true? That ain't the fact of a he said or a she said, because the very thing that Jezebel herself represented was that she wanted to do away with the very voice of God. Because the prophets themselves they were the mouthpiece of God. And she just thought that if she could do away with them, that she could proceed in the way that she was being led by Satan. And in the very same case that that I stand in, at, uh, in times in my life I have, and times in your life, and, and and right now we're all standing in the situation of the devil said and God said, But ladies and gentlemen, the question that I pose here for you tonight is whose report are you going to believe? Are you going to believe what Satan has thrown out to you, that you are no good, that nobody will ever love you, that you will never amount to anything, that no matter how hard you try, you will always fail? Or are we hearing the very voice of God and where God tells us that we are His righteousness, that we are His beloved, that He so loved us that He sent His only Son? But the only way that you're going to know the voice of God is to, to know His Word. Because regardless of what may be manifesting around you, God is in the midst, but the very word of God is what moves situations in our lives. And even though that Elijah was a great prophet and there's so many good things that can be said about Elijah, But Elijah believed a lie. And because Elijah believed a lie and he was intimidated for his life, the very next thing that God had to say to him was, then the Lord told him, go out the same way you came and travel to the wilderness of Damascus. When you arrive, anoint Hazel to be king of Aram. Then anoint Jehu, son of Nehemeshai, to be king of Israel, and anoint Elijah, son of Shabbat, from the town of Abel to replace you as my prophet. And ladies and gentlemen, just like that after all of the great things that Elijah had done After he had called fire to come down from from heaven and to consume after he had called the rain to come back After he witnessed All these manifestations of God But yet he believed the lies He believed what she said, instead of what he said. He believed what Satan was saying over what God is saying. And just that easily he was replaced. You see because God has a, he has an ultimate mission and his mission and his plans they do include us but when someone does not desire to do what God has told them to do he will replace them and there's so many things throughout my life that that I'm so glad that I did and I may have looked dumb to a lot of people at those times. And then there are those many times in which that I did not do what God has told me to do. And I ran and I turned from God. And I believed the lies. But ladies and gentlemen, my Bible tells me that Satan, he is the father of lies. He can't tell the truth if he wanted to, if his life depended upon it. Whose report are we going to believe? Will we believe God's written word? Hallelujah, Lord, I thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. Whose report are you gonna believe, ladies and gentlemen? Because as each one is sitting here tonight, we are, we are all facing different situations in life. Some that have been called to be in the ministry, some that have been called to preach, some that may be in a separation, some that may be in a divorce some that may be addicted to drugs, some that may be alcoholics, some that may be addicted to porn. But ladies and gentlemen, you're not here tonight by mistake. You're here by a divine appointment because God has placed you here in this time, in this season, in this era for a purpose and it was on purpose. You see, because God has chosen us, He has chosen you that is sitting here and listening tonight, He has chosen me, He has chosen my neighbor, He has chosen my kids, He has chosen my parents to be a part of this last generation. Because God is soon coming And God has called us to be the salt and the light to this world. Ladies and gentlemen, I pray that if you have, that if you have become slack, if you, as you have, maybe you have begun to sleep in the slumber, but I charge you and I challenge you to, to wake up and to smell the coffee You see because when it's a dream it just doesn't seem to be so real. You know and just like Jesus was in the garden of Gethsemane and he woke up his disciples As matter of fact I believe it was it was Peter, James, and John. He had took them there as as Jesus was at the point of, of he knew that his time had came. And not only was it he, he knew spiritually, but as it began to manifest it in the flesh of how he felt the heaviness of it. But the only thing that he could do would, would speak God's word is to resort back to God's word and to God's heart. You see, because Jesus, he said, Lord, let this cup pass from me. But Lord, nevertheless, it is not my will, but your will be done. You see, because Jesus knew that something was coming, something was about to happen, and he wanted his, his disciples to be on guard. He wanted them to be the watchmen. But yet all they could do with is to fall back asleep. But ladies and gentlemen, we as we are in the last hour, as we are before the return of our King, There's too many of us that are sleeping, and God is trying to wake us up. He's trying to get our attention. He's trying to tell us to be on watch. You see, because if we're not watching, we can never see the attack that is coming. So ladies and gentlemen, I challenge you today to wake up, to smell the coffee, to place on the full armor of God, to move about our Father's business. Let us not portray the, the Judas because Judas was a chosen disciple. Judas did lay hands on the sick. Judas did cast out demons. But yet Judas, he portrayed the one that would die for him and he turned his back on Jesus and in return he killed himself and here today we have Judas that is burning in hell right now let us not portray of Judas of that God has called us that we are chosen that we perform miracles in God's name and then at the end of the day we just portray them ladies and gentlemen I I love each and every one of you out here tonight I only speak what I hear my father speak there are no words that are of my own And in close tonight, I I don't want to leave anything short. But I know that I have spoken the very words that God has placed in my heart. I challenge you to, to hear the voice of God over the voice of Satan. I challenge you to hear God speak. I challenge you to hear God speak. I challenge you to hear God speak. I challenge you to move upon the very thing that God has spoken to you on. Let us not stand before God on that day and have to give an account of our disobedience. let us pray dear lord we just thank you lord once again lord that you have shared your heart with me lord as i'm sit here and i'm faced with the very same challenge to to hearken to your voice to move in the direction that you have called me to walk in And, Lord, to even be a little more specific than that, that, Lord, that we wouldn't walk in the general direction, but, Lord, that we would walk in the specific direction, the very specific direction that will lead us to the very thing that you have spoken to us to do. Everything that you have in store for us, Lord, Lord, as we sit here and we confess our sins to you, Father. And Lord, as I'm challenged, as, as I remember a few weeks ago when I was on vacation and I was having a conversation with a young man on the phone and and, and God, you desired for, for us to have a heart after you. And the very thing that you pointed out to me was that is that David had your heart. And as you pointed that out, Lord, you also revealed to me that that even though David had done many wrong things, but never do I remember seeing it recorded that, that David had done the same thing wrong twice. And David had a repentful heart. Lord, and he lived the life of repentance before you. Because Lord, you didn't have to keep saying the same things to David over and over and over again. So Lord, as we sit here tonight, Lord, let us have David's heart. Let us have your heart, Father. Lord, in the very things that you speak to us, Lord, Lord, that we would move in obedience to those things. Lord, as we part ways here tonight, I I pray, Lord, that you would be with each and every person here. Lord, that you would minister to them in the way that only you can, Holy Spirit. Continue to touch our hearts, Lord, that this word may penetrate deep within. And, Lord, as this word has become revealed, let it bring transformation to us, Lord. So, Lord, I thank you. I praise you. I glorify you, Lord, and I honor your name. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, again, I thank you tonight for being here with us. I thank you for your love. I thank you for your support as we will be in touch again soon as I do have quite a few things that is bubbling in my spirit, but again, I I challenge you to hear the voice of God, to hearken to the very words that He has spoken to you. I challenge you to share this word with with someone not that anyone would know me but yet that they would know God more. I thank you. I give God the praise and the glory. And until we meet again, ladies and gentlemen. Good night.